Hoping that one day I'll make it on through Every time I try to leave you Feel that I need you That's what got me coming right back to you Whatever happened to the old days Where you ate the dish cups to be cool And everybody hung out by the shake pool Black top was old too And every now and then they had a party Where everybody got in babies uh, I wouldn't be where I am today without the help of uh, Countless individuals You know, growing up in, in Quincy So you know, that's just one thing we always talked about, you know, kind of paying it forward, you know, even before the movie came out. You know, we always talked, uh, me, Shawana Moy, Charles Hopper, Alex Jackson, you know, all of us that were good students and good athletes who had influence. You know, we always talked about how we could get back to Gadsden County one day. And now you look up, you see guys like Charles G., you know, an attorney um, there in Orlando, uh, Daryl Lee, um, you know, Freddie Figures, uh, you know, just a lot of individuals, those same individuals that I named earlier. You know, a lot of us are doing great things in the community because we are passionate about where we grew up. You know, we we see a need there. Um, you know, there's a great, there's a lot of talented individuals that come out of that county if you just give them the right push. You know, and that's just something I truly believe in. And so, I, like I said, I wouldn't be where I am without help. And so now it's my job to to pay that forward to the next generation because you know, the, growing up and now in, in the middle school or the high school, even the elementary school, there's another you know Willie Simmons. There's another. Freddie Figures, there's another Daryl Lee, you know, there's another Dexter Jackson or, uh, you know, just the countless people who made out of Gadsden County have been successful. So I think that's part of our platform and, you know, I embrace that. I know it comes with the territory, but it gives me joy and satisfaction to know that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we are doing doing good, um, you know, in our hometown. So my work is never done. Um, my vision, my complete vision is to uh, uh, work with different uh, people in Gaston County or Tallahassee to bring in uh, basically like a engineering school, uh, essentially, uh, not even engineering, just computer science, science in general, IT, uh, to engage the students in Gaston County uh, from ages uh, five through 19 as an after school program to come out and learn how to write applications to code, to learn these IT skills uh, that you can actually use and not have to go to college and you can get a job coming out of high school right now making eighty thousand dollars you know from coming from quincy you making eighty thousand dollars coming straight out of high school that's you know that's crazy you know it's an 18 year old 19 year old making that kind of money with these kind of skills you know just engaging with these young folks you know that has the ipads and the iphones in their face every day to engage them like hey do you ever wonder why you know and how to be build these things so working with uh, my classmates like Betty McKinnon allowed me to come speak to her classes and stuff like that at Tallahassee, even in Quincy, when she teaches there uh, to expose them to these things. But that's my ultimate vision to get this 
engineer thing or this uh, IT thing going in Quincy where, you know, coming out of school, high school, these kids have working resumes of applications that they actually built using these different technologies um, to have working resumes to get jobs. So to bring jobs in the area and, you know, you can work virtually and stuff like that where they can spend their money locally um, to keep the money in the black uh, community. So I have a, you know, a big vision. It's a lot of work, but that's what I have going on. You know, it's a lot, but, you know, I have a lot of people supporting the cause. Um, So, yeah, that's what I got. Shout out to Quincy, Florida. Big Ben there, you man. Shout out to everybody who's who's putting in the work to, you know, get what they want. But me, man, you know, I come from a bloodline, Ricky Smith, um, Rusty Smith, Rodney Smith, um, granddaddy, everybody, you know, great athletes, you know what I'm saying? I had to live up to that name, so. I did whatever I had to do to um, live up to that name, you know. Uh, basically, worked my butt off. I worked my butt off, you know. Started at the recreation department and on the middle school, on the high school. But you know, I, I did. You know, I wanted to, me. I I didn't follow the crowd, man. You know, when people was was uh, hanging out over the summers, I was working at the pool, swimming, working out, then going back to work. You know, you know, my summers when I was young consisted of going to the pool, then going to work out, then going back to the pool to work, then going to uh, 707 football practice, then going to um, basketball practice because I played basketball as well, and then going home. So, I, you know, my son, and, and, I, and I enjoy doing it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I love doing it. I love doing it. So, the kids these days, they got to start. They got to find that love for the game. You can't like this game if you want to go to the next level. You got to love the game. Love the game. So, you know what I'm saying? That's that's my upbringing, man. I love the game. I love to compete. Not with just the people around my area, but compete, period. You know, I want to be the best or, or the best on the field at all times. So, I prepared myself mentally and physically to be the best. But, yeah, Phil, y'all want doing a good thing, man. So yeah, that just that just my my life growing up, man. Raised, you know, live with my mom, and you know, seeing you, you know, got two kids, Alondra and Alondra twins. You know, it was hard. You know, I got I was blessed with a scholarship to go to Florida State. Um, there again, I went against the grain, man. Uh, went against the grain where people told me not to go. They told me I was never gonna play. At Florida State, I was too small. I wasn't fast enough. I wasn't big enough. I wasn't strong enough. But I went against the grain. I, you know, uh, you know, chased my dream. You know what I'm saying? And 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 some of the people that were my friends, you know, told me not to go, and 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 it, and they gave me these same reasons. But you know, I uh, basically kept going, man. I followed my dreams, and boom, I end up playing. Not only playing, I end up dominating, man. I uh, <clears throat> I end up, you know, leading the Florida State in turnovers my junior year, and calls turnovers my junior year. And then my senior year, I end up, you know, uh, shoot, only allowing 144 passing yards the entire season while raising kids and going to school and graduated on time. So. You know, if if you put your mind to it, you can do it, man. 
growing up in Quincy, man, it, 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 Quincy, I love where I'm from. I embrace where I'm from. It's a historical town, a small, close-knit town, and I grew up, um, you know, my parents divorced kind of early, so it was on my mother, and she was a teacher and an educator at the Great Stewart Street Elementary School where I was Mr. Stewart Street in the fifth grade, so I didn't have to ride the bus I rode with my mom every morning to work and to school until I got to middle school. And then um, that's when I started uh, getting into sports. You know, I played football with the, with this, with the recreation department first, basketball. Um, I was a great shooter, great scorer, didn't play much D. They called me downtown Tim Brown at an early age. And as I got into high school, that's when I kind of shifted and I met a man by the name of the late coach Joe Barnes, called him B taught me everything about basketball and inspired me to make me want to be a coach. And I can remember on graduation night in 1989, the last of the 80s in the best class that ever went to James A. Shanks High School. No offense to yours. Oh, you're but right. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, but that particular class, man, on graduation night, they say most likely to be coaching in the NBA. Didn't quite make it to the NBA. But now at the age of 50, Going from back to, to there, being an ordained minister and a man of God, I'm still coaching, and I'm on a winning team. And it says in the Bible that your gift will make room for your future. This is how I got here. Like a dream come true. You know, like Mike Figg say, me and him started playing together in, in Little League football, all-star team. From there, we went to CP Middle School playing together. Then from Saints High School, me and him was the only two players, only two kids in the ninth grade that was playing varsity football. No JBS junior varsity football, just straight varsity in the ninth grade. You know what I'm saying? And, and, mm -hmm. and, and the grind that we put in from ninth grade all the way going into our senior year, that what that what played a major role in, in my recruitment and everything. You know what I'm saying? Because every summer, every spring, we, we we went at it, man. We went at it and and and. and I got to give big props to the old guys, to Mike and the rest of the defense and the rest of those guys for pushing me in practice, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't never do nothing on your own, you know what I'm saying? You got to have some kind of some kind of teammates or some somebody pushing you, somebody to go against you. I mean, even though I had all the hype around me, it was the old guys that brought the hype around me because if they didn't push me the way they pushed me in practice and made me become a leader, none of that wouldn't have happened, you know what I'm saying? I mean, starting from... 10th grade receiving a few letters, 11th grade to see, receiving boxes of letters, and then going to my senior year to where I don't even have nowhere to stash letters at no more. Again, coaches coming to your house. It just, it's just a dream come true when you're seeing head coaches like Bobby Bob, Urban Miles, you know, the big-time guys coming into your house, coming to a little small town in Quincy, coming to your high school, getting you out of, out of, out of, out of class in high school and everything. You know what I'm saying? Now, we seen some guys ahead of us, my brother, Willie Simmons, Dexter Jackson, just to name a few, that, that did that. But when it came time for us, you know what I'm saying? It just was like a dream come true, man, a dream come true. And I, I just just give all praise to God and, you know, just hard work and dedication, just pushing myself and my teammates pushing me. Growing up, I grew up in a single parent's home, like most black kids. Uh, father was not there. Um, but my mother was a very strict mother, and she was one that she played that role of mother and father. 
And she's the reason that I played football. Like I told y'all, she loved FAMU. She wanted me to, that broke her heart when I didn't go to FAMU. And it broke her heart time two when I went to Bethune Cook. So uh, when, when we were growing up, we would always go to the Florida A&M games and we would go to all the games. But you all, I was never that kid that had that athletic ability. Uh, man, I was always the last string. In high school, I, I, I was the last string wide receiver. And Coach Andy Gay, uh, legendary coach for Shanks High School, Coach Andy Gay actually took me under his wings. And Coach Gay helped me to learn how to play football because we play street football, you know, sandlock. We call it sandlock. The kids don't do that now. But we play sandlock, and we play it all in the pavement, all in the middle of the road. Bro, you had to be tough to play some football back in the day. But we grew up, we were, we were not a rich uh, a family. Uh, my family did not have much, but my mother worked four and five jobs just to make ends meet. And uh, she's the inspiration of my life. And, and Greg, you mentioned Greg Taylor a while ago. I, I was going to school at TCC, and I was working at the Quincy Rec Department. Mm -hmm. I played ball through high school. I wasn't, wasn't a very big guy back then, so I, I really didn't have a lot of options to play college football. But uh, I loved football. My, my dad was a very good football player and uh, so it was a big part of our, our life and and I uh, uh, started working as I was working at the recreation department the uh, John Everett was the head coach at Shanks High School and Ricky Bell who's a Leon County legend uh, was the coaches at Shanks then and they asked uh, me if I wanted to coach the junior varsity help coach the junior varsity I said absolutely so that's how I got my start I started coaching junior varsity and uh, 19, probably 83 at Shanks. And uh, after that, uh, I stayed with uh, Coach Bell and Coach Everett at the, their tenure at Shanks. And then when Coach James took over at Shanks, I, I was on that staff as well. And then when I started to uh, go to, when I went to school at Florida State, I got a job at Leon High School, uh, coaching the junior varsity there at Leon High School. And after I graduated from, from uh, Florida State, I came back to Quincy and applied for a job. Coach Johnny Williams, legendary coach Johnny Williams, was the head football coach at Shanks, and he hired me as offense coordinator back in 92. So coming out of the mud, man, coming out of Quincy, Florida, man, there was a lot of diamonds in the rough. Uh, only a selected few of us, you know, got a chance to, to make it to the big time. You had Rodell Thomas. You had uh, Ricky Smith. Uh, Dexter Jackson, you had Abdul Howard, you had Leroy, uh, Leroy Smith, Willie Simmons, Alex Jackson, Ronnie Thomas, and so forth. Me, myself, um, I was only concentrated on football. You know, I did the minimum, you know, to get by in school, but I always just felt like, you know, my athletic ability would uh, take me anywhere. And, uh, you know, when push turned into a shove, you know, when uh, it was time to take the ACT and the ACT scores didn't match the, uh, the GPA, I had to take the JUCO route. And, you know, fortunate for me, you know, I ended up going to a small town in Mississippi called Boonville. And, uh, you know, that particular town, man, taught me a whole lot, man. I, I, I learned a lot about myself, uh, gave me character. Uh, learn how to survive, you know, it, learned, it taught me how to deal with adversity, you know, and especially in the year 2000, you know, you didn't think you would have to deal with stuff that, you know, people in the 40s, 50s and 60s dealt with, you know, I dealt with some of that stuff too, 
you know, while I was there. But I take nothing from those experiences, man. They they helped groom and mold me into who I am today. Um, you know, growing up with you know no mom, no dad, no um guidance, you know, it was it was it was tough. It was real tough growing up, man. But you know, by the I had my granny. Shout out to my grandma. I love her to death. Um, she she stood in there and, and pushed me to um, better myself, you know, out of my whole family, man. I'm the only one got my A degree. You know, I'm like a um, about 12 credits away from my BA degree. Um, and it just leaving here, leaving Florida, going to see the world, man, it, 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 it made me a better person. You know, even though being an adult, I ain't going to say I've been the best person. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got ups and downs, but... You know, I I live and I learn, and I'm happy in it. I'm in a happy space right now, in my mind, in my body, and in my soul. You know, so and um, growing up, I ain't never had my dad. My dad just got out of prison for doing 25 years. He just got out um five days ago, so um, I'm finally get to getting to meet my dad, and we getting to have a relationship. You know, I got a daughter now i have a son now and when y'all played this all-star game that he always telling me about that was supposed to be the legendary all-star game <laughs> with the best of the best out of quincy i guess quincy and Tallahassee, but i know at least quincy yeah it was um mostly gaston county um literally all-star all-star team and um we growing up in quincy back then they had um two separate um it was one wreck, but it had two separate Recreation areas. Department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, you know, when we were growing up, they called it, you know, you know, you had the black boys and the white boys. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's how it was back then. Tell the truth, Mo. Be real with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how they had it. Um, what we call it, we call it Jackson Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, when we played it, and, you know, we had all the athletes out there and, and running backs and, you know, receivers and quarterbacks. But um, when me and Fig met, we met at the All Star game, and back then Fig Fig was you no, know, he was a little bit bigger than us. You no, know, he was a little more developed. Mm-hmm. You no, know, he actually was a little bit bigger than I was, and we had a weight limit back then. So back then, the head coach at the time of the All Star, they called him. He nicknamed him Man Mountain as a, little, <laughs> as a sure? nine-year-old, right? Man Mountain. Yeah, because he was a little bit bigger than us. I'm going to call him that from now on. <laughs> Man Mountain. Mike was out there, you know, he was, you know, at nine, he was, you know, he was hitting us then. You know, I was, you know, a little short, little chunky something. I don't know, but I was made a little weight limit because we had a weight limit back then. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have a weight limit. So we was on the All-Star team, you know, me, him, and actually Cody. Cody was our quarterback mm-hmm. then. And you no, know, we had went up to um, Georgia and played their All Stars. Now they didn't have a weight limit, so they they guys were a little bit bigger than us. Mm-hmm. So you no, know, they went up there. And- when did you get into track? Because Mike say, like he just said at the beginning, you would get out there and blow everybody off the track. So when did you get into track? <laughs> oh man, it all happened around the same time. I tell you no lie, it all happened middle school. It happened for me middle school. I wish. I wish I would have got started earlier, but I, I I didn't have that push. I didn't have nobody to push me and lead me and guide me into that right direction. I, I almost like just picked it up on my own and then 
had people pushing me as I went on. But it all happened in middle school. And then, oh, man, once I hit high school, it was, it, it, it was a wrap. You hear me? When I hit high school, it was a wrap. I knew what I wanted. And I knew what I was going for. And then I had certain people pushing me, especially when it came out of track. Never forget him, Coach Smith. Pushed me to the limit. I was just a freshman. Pushing me to the limit, and I was always going. I was always going when it came down the track. I was going. And he made everything competitive. I mean, I'm a freshman running up against seniors and and juniors and everybody else. He made you run. He made you want it. If you want it, show me you want it. And I went for it. Believe it or not, the final staple was it actually came down to, um, you know, I got offered from Louisville in my 11th grade year, and then I got offered from NC State, um, and, you know, and then some other Alabama and them fam you. But what really came down to me choosing Alabama State uh, was the distance <laughs> from home. It was it was the closest other than fam you. I didn't want to stay home. But it was the closest out of any other the other school, and at that time I still had a, um, you know, a love for you know coming home to seeing my family when I can, easily. So it was a couple of guys from Tallahassee I met on my recruiting trip, Alabama State, and they told me they were they were gonna sign there, so I ended up signing there too. This is another episode of the Life and Football Dedication and Motivation to Growth. Now, I'm going to talk about today about these upcoming All-Star games, the upcoming All-Star football games. If you just finished your football season, congratulations. I hope you had a great year. And if you're coming back as a player, I hope you have an even better year next year. Now, for my guys who are going to be playing in the All-Star game, so to speak, just say high school seniors who are going to be playing in the All-Star game, or even the college football players who are going to be playing in All-Star football game. Enjoy those moments. Take advantage of them. And for the guys who are looking for opportunities, the guys who are trying to go to the NFL, or the guys who are in high school trying to get recruited to a school to get a scholarship, fellas, Stay in your prayer. I'm telling you, man, that's going to help you. God going to lead you to the right direction. And he going to send the blessing that he got for you. And trust me, it's coming. You just got to stay in tune. Let me give you an example. I had two All-Star games I had a great pleasure to be a part of that God blessed me to be a part of. One, I was a part of the Quincy All-Star football team. I remember as a young kid, I was always looking at them, the guys who was a part of the game, and I was like in the second and third grade, I was looking at these guys like, oh, I really want me one of them Quincy All-Star jerseys, man, I want to go play in that All-Star game, and I would pray to God every night for that, and that God brought that blessing to me, and then as I got in middle school to high school, I wanted to play in another All-Star game. I wanted that opportunity to go and do better, not just for me, but for my family and for my future family. And I would pray another prayer to God, asking him to bless me, to get an opportunity to play in an all-star football game. I didn't get to do it in high school, but when I graduated from Alabama State University and wearing number 44, baby, he blessed me to play in an all-star football game. 
named the Heritage Bowl in Santa Ana, California. It was beautiful, man. They flew me over there, first class, bought me off the plane. They had a big sign waiting for me. Mr. Figgles for Alabama State. They took us to the hotel. Beautiful, man. And what I love the most about this game, it was HBCU players from all over. Guys I had heard about, guys I had seen. And it was a good experience being able to connect with these guys. And, and furthermore, to be honest, God just sent a great blessing when he did that because I was so happy and really understanding that prayer does work because he has them answered so many of my prayers. So for y'all younger players who are looking to be in the All-Star game in the future, say your prayers, get dedicated, and doing what you're supposed to do in your classroom, for us with your parents telling you, and also making sure you stay connected to God. Also, for my college boys who are coming back and looking for an opportunity to go to NFL, Hey, get in them boots. The same thing. Hey, talk to your parents. Talk to your coaches. Talk to some of your family members. Not just about football, but life as well. And most importantly, stay prayed up. Hey, this is another episode of the Life and Football Motivation and Dedication to Grow. And I got to tell y'all, man, this was a great experience for me. I enjoyed it so much, man. Meeting guys from FAMU, Morehouse, Southern, Grambling, Jackson State. It just was a overwhelming experience almost, man, because they treated us like kings. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football.